0: health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 56. For the show today, I'm chatting with Victoria Wellsby, who you may know from Instagram as Fierce Fatty. Um, And we are talking about her experience on a very unique documentary um, that was uh, aired on the BBC. And it was basically where she lived in a house with Other folks in larger bodies, um, some of which she talked about, you know, still had a lot of internalized uh, fat phobic beliefs. um, And then, you know, others that were more like herself and and were really working on body acceptance. So that was a really interesting experience to talk to her about. Um, Also, we talked about a little bit about weight loss surgery and just the harms of that industry, um, which is something I talk about periodically on this podcast because of my experience in that industry when I first became a dietitian, uh, before coming to health at every size. Uh, and then we talk about how internalized fat phobia impacts our intuitive eating journey. Uh, Victoria does a really good job of explaining that if we're living in this fat phobic culture, we all have, um, some degree of those internalized beliefs, but it really depends how much work we've done to kind of undo that, um, And that that kind of impacts where we're currently at with that and how much it's going to impact our eating and how we're taking care of ourselves. Um, So we really talk about like specific situations and like how that's actually impacting the choices you make around food and how it can make you really stuck on your journey, right? Like you can't have full freedom around food if you have this deeply held belief that um, being in a larger body is bad and you, you have that fear around that. So... Lots of different things going on in this episode this week, but I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Um, if you want to hear more from Victoria, definitely follow her on Instagram at fierce.fatty. Um, and also a couple of things I wanted to mention before we dive in. If you've been enjoying the podcast and you have a moment to write a review or even just click the, the stars and leave a rating, I would highly, highly appreciate that. Um, and you can do that right on like the Apple podcast, iTunes. Um Obviously, that impacts how many people get to listen to this message, so I appreciate that. And then finally, um, if you don't already know about my online courses, I wanted to let you guys know about that. So I have an Intro to Intuitive Eating course. I also have an Intuitive Eating After Weight Loss Surgery course. Um, I have a Food Freedom course, which really dives more into like health at every size, weight bias, body image stuff. Um, So it's a little bit more in depth than those first two that are just focused on intuitive eating. And then finally, I have an intro to the anti-diet approach course for professionals. So this is really for anyone that's working with patients or clients and really wants to utilize this approach um, in their practice. And then finally, if you're looking for more individualized support, I do offer one-on-one virtual coaching sessions. Um, So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to my website, theintuitiverd.com. You can also easily find it from my Instagram if you just click the bio. Um, But you can submit a form and I'll reach out to you and we can find a time to chat and see if we are a good fit for working together. All right, guys, that's all I have for you right now. So let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for coming on today.
1: I am so excited to be chatting to you and thank you for having me on.
0: Of course. So I would like to just start off by having you introduce yourself a bit to my audience and tell us about the work that you do
1: yeah so my name 's Victoria Wellsby, and you might know me on Instagram as fierce fatty uh, and what I do is I teach fat people to love their body, stop dieting, and feel confident around food very juicy
0: amazing, so awesome so what how long have you like been in the space like like where how did you kind of start off? I guess
1: gosh, oh my God um In this space, probably... Five years but in internet years that's like 50 years old right <laughs> and uh, I was um, I was in recruitment and then I was an adjunct professor and uh, I then learned how to be a, a life coach just a general life coach mm-hmm. and through my own um, journey of discovering that it's okay to be fat and dieting doesn't work I was like oh my god I need to tell everyone because this has changed my life and so then I specialized in sharing that message of it's okay to be fat and diets don't work, so um, yeah, that's how it ended up where I am today.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I think that like it's it's so cool and interesting the way that this message like can impact you both like personally and professionally, if you're in a space where, you know, you can kind of make an impact for other people. It's like, I have to make an impact for other people with this message, you know?
1: I know. Right. And cause it was so, it changed everything that just that one sentence of it's okay to be fat. And I was like, what, what, why is no one, why, why are people not shouting this from the rooftops? And they were, but I just hadn't noticed. And I wanted to be that person who's
0: shouting it and helping people having that realization. That's amazing. That kind of makes me, it, it just brings me back and makes me think of, um, I'm not sure if you know this, but I, I talk about it a lot of the podcasts and, um, that I, my first job as a dietitian before learning any of this stuff um, was in a bariatric surgery clinic. Um, mm. And towards the end of my time there, because obviously at some point when I did learn this message, I was like, I, I well, I, I shouldn't say obviously, but for me, I, I couldn't do it. Um, but anyway, I, remember having conversations with patients sitting, you know, across from me and trying to like kind of talking about health at every size messages, or even slipping that in there and talking about like, you know, like basically the idea that like, maybe we don't need to change your body. Like maybe like the, this isn't about like, changing your body but it's about like supporting you in a different way and like maybe you're not eating enough maybe we need to like nourish you better and just like Mm. those kinds of things that some people you know would end up saying like oh my god no one's ever said that to me like i couldn't even ever imagine that i wasn't eating enough or nourishing myself you know like they just were blown away by by that thought so
1: yeah exactly and and that's why your um your your course uh, intuitive eating uh after bariatric surgery is so important because uh people who are considering that surgery have such a high degree of 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 belief that they their body is wrong and what they're eating is wrong and that they're out of control and for someone to say yeah maybe you need to eat more is is mind blowing
0: yes yes i know i hope that 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 reaches more people. And, and, you know, I feel, you know, very strongly that um, I I feel like sometimes people who had bariatric surgery or even are still planning to feel, you know, shunned from the intuitive eating health at every size community. And I understand why they might Mm -hmm. feel that way, but that makes me really sad because, you know, people have the right to make obviously have the right to make choices with their body and still they deserve to, you know, reach and achieve like food freedom and healing yeah. with their body, you know?
1: Yeah. And I see it a lot. A lot of uh, people who come to me, they've, they've had that surgery yeah. and it's been 10 years and now they, uh, because obviously it doesn't uh, yeah, always yeah. have the outcome that people want. And now they're trying to heal their relationship with their body and, um yeah yeah, it's 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 quite common that people experience that surgery and then have to find something else to fix what's going on with them
0: well and the sad thing to me that the people that I've talked to in that you know in that boat um so commonly they frame it as you know feeling like it's their fault like oh Mm -hmm.
1: because
0: I did xyz and blah 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 and which I get because that's what everyone's telling you it's your fault but like it's as somebody who literally worked in that space and knows that it's not your damn fault because it happens a lot. <laughs> mm. um, and you know, the research on this is not, there's not a lot of long-term research and you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. But, but basically my bottom line with this comment is that it's not your fault if bariatric surgery didn't work for you and you, you know, gained back all the weight, there's lots of reasons that happened, but it's definitely not your fault. <laughs>
1: mm, yeah. And some of the, um, some of the fat phobic beliefs that the uh, that doctors and nurses have, like one of my family members is a, um, she's in the surgery. She's, she's a nurse. Um, and she was talking to me about it, about saying, Oh, you know, it doesn't work because what they do fat people do is they go home and they blend, um, Um, mars bars into milkshakes and they just
0: oh my gosh
1: guzzle as much as they can and they do everything to remain as fat as they can and I was like um no I
0: don't think so
1: Um, so to have that attitude of someone who's who's working on your your body is is really sad
0: oh it really is yeah that (laughs) that is wild and that that makes me think of for sure like the things that I I heard when working in that in that space in that clinic but uh okay. I, I want to ask you about some other things here. So <laughs> uh, yes. I'm glad that we went on that tangent because it was important. But um, what I would love to ask you a little bit more about is I know that you were involved in a BBC documentary. You're going to have to remind me the name of it. But can you just like share a little bit about that experience and like maybe how you got into it and, and all of that, like what it was about?
1: Yeah. So um, it's called Who Are You Calling Fats? And it was a two part documentary. Uh, series that was on the BBC in the UK um, you can probably get it at other places in the world as well with magic and streaming um, and they the show producers had contacted me after seeing my TEDx talk um, the production company is the same production company that did um the Great British Baking Show, the Bake Off thing, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You call something else in in the states, anyway. And so they were um, <clears> highly <throat> highly regarded, and the the documentary they had done before was about Muslim people and kind of highlighting the different, you know, the fact that not all Muslim people are the same. And and so that was the idea behind this documentary to get a group of people who live in bigger bodies um, in a house. And so I lived in a house with eight other um, fat people, people living in bigger bodies for 10 days. And it was quite interesting and eye-opening for me and... Uh, a roller coaster of of you know highs and lows and yeah I'm not going to forget that experience uh quickly.
0: Wow, yeah. So I guess like was the the purpose of the documentary was just to like I I don't know like just to kind of like show what people living in larger bodies like interacting and like and uh, yeah what what was the kind of deeper meaning behind that?
1: Yeah, it was. It was to show that there's not one type of fat person. In the British media, um, it, it's super aggressively fatphobic, and it's all like, you know, fat people are draining the NHS, and fat people are costing us a billion dollars a second, and things like that. And um, to show that there's there's fat people who. Uh, who love their body. There's fat people who want to lose weight. There's fat people who exercise There's fat people who are funny. There's fat people who are, you know, every type of person that, and any other type of person, you know, a straight sized person could be like, <laughs> here's a range of different type of fat people. Um, and yeah. and the group kind of divided into two of those who are fat positive and those who were uh, not fat positive. That's and interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was kind of, cause it, it was very hard for the fat positive people to relate to the anti-fat positive people and vice versa. Yeah. So,
0: but that is so fascinating because, you know, obviously when it comes to, you know, things like movies or TV shows or things like that, where we're, you know, seeing people interact, like oftentimes, I mean, the person that's in the fat body is, you know, plays a very particular role. They're not really the main attraction they they're not a multifaceted being they're like you know someone that is kind of whatever they're 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 engaging in the stereotypical you know fat person roles like they're being lazy or they're you know they really like food and they're eating right so yeah it's just very like one-dimensional so like to Mm -hmm. bring like actually what you know, people existing in larger bodies are doing and how, what they're like, and and all the different parts of them to this the you know the screen. I feel like that's pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely, it is. And yeah, to to show that we're not just all funny or jolly or greedy or any other stereotype. Yeah. Um, you know, some of us are. are you know. Yeah, we're just like any other person in the world. It's strange that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, So the other thing I wanted to ask you about is I know that you had um, a TED talk uh, about, I think the name of it, I have it written down here, is how to be confident and love your body at any size. Um, Mm -hmm. So obviously this was a whole talk, but could you give my audience like maybe just like some advice related to like what you had given during that talk Um, and then hopefully they can go listen to the whole thing.
1: Yes. So, um, the first line of it is, hello, um, I am fat. And, uh, it talks about my experiences living in a fat body, how the beginning of my life, uh, I attributed all of the negative things that happened in my life, uh, like homelessness or my boyfriend cheating on me or anything bad was because I had a fat body. Mm -hmm. And, tried everything to try and get thin and what I did to overcome those messages and and seeing fat people in the media and and finding people on Instagram and being like, oh my God, there's a fat person who doesn't think she's disgusting. How can that be? Because clearly all fat people are disgusting Um, and surrounded myself with fat positive people. And then at the end, there is a very surprising reveal. So I won't tell you what it is, but (laughs) it's very good. And people are like, I can't believe she did that.
0: Amazing. Oh, so awesome. Very exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, we're like jumping from topic to topic today, um, is this idea of internalized fat phobia. So, um, yeah, can you like maybe explain a little bit... uh, Yeah, share your thoughts on like what internalized fat phobia is and how it can get in the way of healing your relationship to food and your body.
1: Yeah. So if you are a human being and you have a brain and you live in a society that thinks that fat bodies are not good, which is Pretty much everywhere in the world, you have fat phobic beliefs. So, I have fat phobic, phobic beliefs, and everyone listening has some level of fat phobic beliefs. Now, um, how much you have worked on your fat phobic beliefs is, is going to be different. And so, if you've never worked on that deep fear, of becoming fat, getting fatter, um, the idea that being fat means that you're automatically unhealthy and your your eyes are going to fall out and you're going to spontaneously combust because of your fatness, um, then it's going to be a massive reason why you're struggling to find peace with your body and a massive reason why intuitive eating uh, is not working for you. Because if we are so deeply deeply afraid of becoming fat, then we're not going to allow ourselves to eat in the way that we need to eat, which could or could not make you um, gain weight Mm -hmm. or could make you lose weight or whatever. We just don't know what's going to happen. And so we need to work on that fat phobia because it is a very, very powerful force uh, in our brains and we have to spend the rest of our lives trying to be as, as uh, less fat phobic as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. And like regarding the food piece, cause as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about, you know, one of the main things I can, I can think of is that if you're, you know, hanging on to again, like d- various levels of that fat phobia, cause there's kind of always, it's always going to exist in some way. Um, mm. But if you're hanging on to that, like something like full permission to eat all foods um, or to make peace with certain fear foods or whatever is going to be really difficult. Another thing that I see often where people kind of feel stuck with intuitive eating that is kind of related to this is this like mental restriction, right? So like, Mm. um, yeah, so it's not exactly like the, the physical level, but It's, you know, kind of eating the food, like thinking you're allowing yourself to eat it, but then like having these, you know, thoughts while you're eating it, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh my God, I'm going to have to like work this off later. Oh my God, like I'm bad or feeling guilty and shameful for doing this, uh, which again are all like expected given the culture that we live in, but they can hinder the full experience of eating that food to the point where you're kind of going to be driven to eat more of it and it's your body's going to feel like you or your mind is going to feel like you haven't really even had the food so it's it's not getting that like satisfaction that it's looking for
1: exactly and if we look into like that that what's going on of oh my god oh my god what have i eaten oh my god and you know the the, if we look into it it's oh my god what if i put on weight and oh my god what if this thing is going to make me unhealthy and oh my god what if i get really really fat and oh my god what what are people going to think of me what's my family going to think of me what if people who who on facebook are like oh she's put on so much weight and you know really the question to ask is what what's wrong with being fat if you did put on lots of weight which is maybe what your body needs to do what's so wrong with being fat and uh, obviously all of the messages that we've heard through our whole life is that being fat is the worst thing that you can be like worse than someone who's a bad tipper worse than someone who likes to kill kittens worse than you know (laughs) your awful aunt Gertrude or whatever you know fat is the worst but that's a belief and we we have the ability to change those beliefs because that belief doesn't serve us it just keeps us stuck and keeps us unhappy
0: yeah so powerful and so hard right because obviously like i i think about this like like doing this work on the individual level is amazing and powerful and like liberating but also like it still exists without you know outside like that message still like yes permeates all around us even if we're, we start to challenge it and we're like wait a second that is not true like that's that is that is not bad like I can be loved and like have an amazing life and like nourish myself and take care of myself in a fat body and whatever um but it's still like you go outside your house and, and it's still there which is so hard
1: Yeah. And it's, it's the, what I say to, to my clients is that we have been brainwashed with hundreds of thousands of millions of messages to say that it's not okay to be fat. And then you have like a little stirring in your brain of, maybe it's okay to be fat. And we expect, you know, just a few messages that we'll receive from, you know, coaches or a podcast or whatever to change our minds and to make us really believe that. But you have to be as aggressive and more aggressive uh, than the messages that we, we receive and cut all of that, all of the messages out as, as much as possible. Obviously it's not completely possible. Um And brainwash yourself to say that it is okay to be fat and that's very difficult because like you say it's everywhere and um we truly believe that it is you know it's not okay to be fat
0: yeah right so like not only is it ever around us like currently but also all of those messages we've ever heard and like heard from a young age which is a very impressionable time like that still exists within us so like I love that perspective of like yeah like we need there's a big amount of like work pushing back against those beliefs that needs to happen you know before it's going to sink in a little bit more
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah so yeah and people are confused like well I read that one book why don't I believe that my body's okay and I'm like oh yeah you need to be reading a hundred books you know and doing a lot of work and and it takes time
0: yeah so that brings me to a question which is basically. Um, you know, for the person listening to this right now who this is like really resonating with, um, and they want to learn more and they're like, and maybe that is them right now that's like hitting them, like what? i this is okay. Um, what what advice do you have for them right now?
1: Hmm my my first advice is um just consume as much information about this topic as possible and so if you have doubts like about the science of it and go read i don't know um health at every size by uh, linda bacon or read uh reagan chastain's blog Dancing with fat and get you know the science in your brain and if you're worried about you know no one's going to date me if i'm fat do some research about that like is that true and while you're doing your research that you, you know that scientifically that you know fat people don't all die at the age of 17 yeah. or whatever um also surround yourself as much as possible and this is more likely to be on social media with fat positive messages and so um that when you are consuming media and content it's more fat positive than it is you know pictures of, of diet foods and pictures of thin people and pictures of people who've lost weight and all that of stuff because that is still informing you that it's not okay to be who you are so um start to be a detective and notice in your life like what is making you not feel good like are you feeling like a big bag of shit after spending 20 minutes on instagram maybe if you changed up who you're following and unfollow some other people, then maybe it might be a positive experience. And so education and um, surrounding yourself with fat positivity as much as possible.
0: Oh, that's so helpful. Thank you for that. Can mm-hmm. you share with everyone where they can find you and any, yeah, anything you have to offer online? For people
1: yeah so um you can find me on instagram Fatty. my website is fierce fatty i have a podcast guess what it's called fierce fatty <laughs> i have a book guess what it's called fierce fatty okay. <laughs> um, i need to get a new name um and if you want some immediate free training i have um free training that you can just come onto my website. Um, the four simple steps to uh, love your body and feel confident with food. And so you can jump on and see the next uh, training that I have of that. And that's going to really
0: help as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Victoria. This was, this was awesome. Thanks for everything that you shared.
1: You are so welcome. Thanks for asking me questions and (laughs) letting me talk. I love it. Of
0: course. (laughs) All right, guys, that is a wrap on this episode. If you want to hear more from Victoria, like I said, find her on Instagram at fierce.fatty. And if you are interested in those courses that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, um, you can find them through the link. On the bio of my Instagram, which is the intuitive underscore rd You can also just go to my website, theintuitiverd.com, and it will lead you to those courses. Um, and then finally, like I mentioned, if you're looking for more one on one support with this stuff, I know oftentimes people can really feel stuck on their journey. They're unclear if they're kind of quote unquote doing intuitive eating right, which by the way, there's not really a way to do it right. But if you're looking for more individualized support, definitely reach out to me and we can chat and see if we're a good fit for working together. Um, so again, you can go to my website to to do that um, or just even send me a message on Instagram. All right, guys, I hope you have an awesome week and I will talk to you soon.